0: This is episode 222. Stop taking things so personally with Brooke. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they wanna accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. G'day, everybody, and welcome to the show, Practicing My Australian. (laughs) As you know, if you've listened to some shows before, we are currently in Australia. I shared in Coach's Corner that we moved out of our house and we're here in Australia and it was a mixed bag of emotions. So go back and listen to last week's Coach's Corner if you missed a little more explanation on that. But happy to be here in Australia and also happy that we are most likely still getting the details together, but it looks like it's happening teaching a workshop on January 11th. It's going to be a breath work and life work workshop all about creating 2020 vision for 2020. So clearing out anything from 2019 or really anything from the past, and really stepping into this next decade of your life. So if you live in Australia, come and see us because we are not here often. It is most likely going to be in Brisbane. We have an interest list set up so you can sign up to be notified of the details. We will have limited space since we are doing breath work with everyone. Go to christinehasler.com slash Australia and you'll be the first to know when we open that up for registration. Again, January 11th. Also, my spring retreat is filling up, ladies. Um, Oh, and PS, the workshop in Australia is for men and women, but my spring retreat is just for the ladies, and that's in San Diego, March 6th through 8th. If you like this podcast, then you are going to love the retreat. If you've been working on yourself for a while and you feel stuck or you just want to get to the next level, come to this retreat. This is based on the work that really changed my life and created massive, massive breakthroughs for me. So, If you want to accelerate your growth, and feel more confident, more clear. Release a lot of the emotions or issues or limiting beliefs and stories that have been holding you back. Don't miss this opportunity. Invest in yourself. This is not an expense. This is not a splurge. This is an investment in yourself and investments in you have the highest return on investment. So go to christinehasler.com slash spring dash retreat, or you can email jill at com for more details or if you're ready to apply. And remember that readiness is usually that intuition that's like, oh yeah, I want to do it. And then the mind will come in and come up with all kinds of excuses, everything from money to, I can't travel to, I can't leave the kids to, oh, it's busy or to, I've done workshops before and they haven't worked. But really, really encourage you to pay attention to that inner nudge. So today's episode is a great one because it's about taking things personally. I'm sure that many of you listening can relate to that one, that we tend to allow ourselves to be really impacted by what other people say or or don't say or respond to us. And part of really growing into an emotionally healthy person is not taking things so personally being able to receive feedback without spiraling out into tons of self-doubt and upset and giving your power away by letting other people impact what you think of you. So as you're listening to this coaching call with Brooke, consider, do you take things personally, even just a little bit? Do you allow your opinion of yourself to be impacted, even defined by others? Did you grow up with a critical parent and you were confused about if you were really loved and accepted? Do you feel like you were enough? Is receiving feedback, especially what you think is negative feedback, really hard for you? Do you feel proud of yourself? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Brooke. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for a week, which is Away. Away creates thoughtful products built for the way modern travelers see the world. They started with the perfect suitcase and now they offer a range of essentials, all of which make your travels more seamless. And I gotta tell you, this is the perfect sponsor for me right now because we are basically traveling from now until we move into our house, which is gonna be in March or April. So I'm living, literally living out of my away suitcase. My away suitcase is my closet right now. And I love it because all of away suitcases are thoughtfully designed to last a lifetime. They have durable exteriors that can withstand even the roughest of package handlers. And this is the part that's really helpful for me. Every suitcase, Comes with an interior organization that includes a built-in compression pad to help you pack more in and a hidden and removable laundry bag that separates your journey clothes. There are four 360-degree spinner wheels guarantee the smoothest roll, even in the most hectic of airports, and a TSA-approved combination lock keeps all of your belongings safe. I also love their new line of suitcases made from durable, water-resistant nylon exterior that's made to last a lifetime. They're designed to expand 1.75 inches, so you have the flexibility to pack even more in your trip. And I really love how stylish they are. They come in a variety of colors and two carry-on sizes. All of Away products are designed to last a lifetime. If any part of your suitcase breaks, Away's standout customer service will arrange to have it fixed or replaced. There's a 100-day trial on everything Away makes, so you can take the product out on the road, live with it, travel with it, get lost for it with 100 days. And if you decide it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund during that period. No ifs, ands, or asterisks. And Away offers free shipping and return on any order within the US, Europe, Canada, and Australia so here is your call to action visit away com slash over it to learn more and if you're in the US UK EU or Australia or Canada you can order by midnight on December 15th for free ground shipping and guaranteed delivery by 1220 so it make a great gift if you have a traveler in your life maybe you want it for yourself or someone in your family order by 1215, get all the free ground shipping and guaranteed free delivery by 1220 just in time for Christmas. For additional last minute holiday shipping details, you can check out awaytravel.com slash over it. Again, that's awaytravel.com slash over it for that free ground shipping and guaranteed delivery by the 20th. All right, everybody. And now on to my coaching call with Brooke. Brooke, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi. Well,
1: uh, back in May, I went on a trip to Morocco with a friend of mine. And leading up to that trip, my son, who is 10 years old, he's much like me. He's a very sensitive person. Um, He was very emotional. Uh, My husband and I, ex-husband and I are divorced and have been for almost five years now. And my son just got a new little brother this year. My ex-husband is remarried. So when we got divorced, my son had turned five and he was very lonely. He, it seemed to me he was having uh, attachment issues or I'm not sure if I'm using the right terminology. Like he, he was needing attention. Mm -hmm. So he would cry uh, about going to school. Um, He wasn't having any, any issues with any students or anything, but he just was missing me. He was missing his dad
0: and what have you. This was when after the divorce, you said? This was just, before I went on my trip. Oh, just May. before he we went on a trip. So after the baby brother came. Gotcha.
1: Okay. So i have been dealing with him, calling me from school while I was at work. And I manage a team of people, so it's not always easy for me to take phone calls during the day, and I'm quite busy. But so I get to this trip, I'm just exhausted, and I'm five hours ahead of my children. I have I have two children, but the one is more more sensitive. And he would text me to tell me he missed me. I mean, it was just this every day, multiple times a day thing when we get to Morocco, we're in this place where we can't leave uh, without, you know, it being a planned trip with everybody. We have to be very covered. It's 105 degrees. We're essentially in this sort of fortified little city where we are staying. It just sort of took a toll on me, um, the heat, the being away that far away from home in an environment where I didn't realize I couldn't come and go as I pleased. Yep. And, you know, just all of that stuff. So, it, it led to tears for me missing, you know, missing my children, missing my boyfriend and just in the end, I didn't feel necessarily like I got what I paid for for this trip. And it wasn't, you know, it was a very expensive trip. Okay. And then, so anytime I felt that way though, I, I didn't want to burden my friend with that. So I would just try to, if I got teary, I would leave and, you know, go be by my, myself, get through it as much as I could. And then it came to the day we were leaving to come home and, we both talked on the way home, you know, that that's definitely not, you know, a place you want to go again, but we're glad we got to experience something so different. But then it was like a week later and she told me that she had no idea how emotional I was Mm. and that she blamed me for her negative time on the trip. Okay. And so I, I had to take that in and I had to accept, you know, my part of that. And, but it seemed that every time we went to talk about it, she would say everything she needed to say, and she wouldn't really hear me out. And uh, we really essentially spent—we uh, made no contact the entire summer. Um, I think we both sort of needed to to be apart from each other. We recently reconnected, but it's definitely not the same. And I don't really have the desire to be in that friendship any longer. Okay, I get it. What's your question? I I'm definitely a very sensitive person. I definitely show my emotions and have my heart on my sleeve most of the time, much mm-hmm. like my son.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I guess, like I said, I took in what she said and the, you know, the blame of this, uh, her negative time on this trip. And, you know, for a long time, for I kind of picked, took it as like, she's right. I did do that. But I felt like I tried to safeguard her from that as much as I could. And I guess it's like, am I in the wrong to, you know, am I the one who made her trip negative? And, you know, how
0: can a person do it? Let's just, who is, let's like. just whoa. okay. Sure. <laughs> yep. So this is from, from my point of view, a massive opportunity for you to let go of a pattern that you probably had for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. This isn't about her. She's just, um, a catalyst. She's just a a character in your cast of people who are helping you evolve. Mm -hmm. So let's back up from the relationship because it's really not about that. And I can tell you, like, there's no way you don't have enough power to make her trip negative. If her trip was negative, that's up to her. Just like if your trip was negative, that was up to you. Right. It's not, it's not the other person. And yes, other people that we're with can be negative. They can impact, but either one of you at any time could have said, listen, I'm not having a good time. I want out of here. So if she mm-hmm. was on this trip and it was negative for her, she could have asked you to leave, make a request. She could have left. So I want you to stop giving your power away to her and get off this kind of, did I make her trip negative and trying to defend yourself? Because it's really not about that. This is mm-hmm. just a triggering situation. It's going to give you the opportunity to work with something deeper. So what do you think this triggering situation is giving you the opportunity to look at or to heal on an even deeper level? I, I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. Okay. When you say you're a sensitive person, what does that mean to you? I've gotten better, but I still tend to, when I get feedback,
1: I take it very personally and I internalize it, it immediately would go to that place of, I feel bad now. You know, this makes me feel like
0: I'm I'm not enough, that kind of thing. That's ding, ding, ding. (laughs) That's it. That's it. So you define being a sensitive person as taking things personally, sort of what your son Mm -hmm. is doing. He's on some level taking it personally that Mm -hmm. another baby was born and there's less attention for him, for him. It's how it's landing for him and that mommy's taking trips. And so he's taking a lot of that as he's not enough because otherwise, why would there need to be another baby and why would mommy need to go anywhere? Right. So it's really awesome that we're having this conversation and it's awesome that you're open and that you have the awareness because as you, a lot of people ask me, well, how do I teach my child to be less sensitive? How do I teach them to not take things personally? Well, you stop doing it and model it for them. Right. So what we can really get, what we can really talk about, what you and I can really talk about is this was a path. This is not who you are. Perhaps you're a sensitive person in the fact that you are clairsentient, meaning you can feel other people's feelings and you're very attuned to what other people Uh are experiencing. I am too. It's one of my gifts, Uh but it's the personality that turns that sensitivity into personalization. That part is not the gift. So (laughs) the reason why you started taking things personally and and decided you were not enough or when someone says something to you, if Brooke, you did this or you did that and you make it mean something about yourself, that that comes from something that happened in your childhood. So can you identify... the the significant events or things that were going on in your childhood that started this pattern?
1: Oh, I I mean, probably many things, but one of the things that sticks out is from the time I was probably 11 until I was in my early twenties, my mom had me on a diet. She would always talk about how heavy she was, though she wasn't. And I knew I was heavier. And so it was always just this there were always com- you know, comments and criticisms about maybe what I was wearing or, you know, shouldn't you wear a control garment under that? Or, um, you know, you really shouldn't eat that and we should stop eating after seven and all of these things that um, I mean, in general, in general, I didn't feel like I was ever, enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's one yeah. thing. <laughs> I have a feeling there's more.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I have a lot of sort of what I call blank periods of my life. I I guess in essence, I love my mother and I care about my father, but um, there's not a whole lot of love there. There wasn't a whole lot of attachment. Mm -hmm. He was not a um, emotionally available person. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've learned to be very, very independent. And just even having been so emotional in Morocco was really hard for me because I don't really like to see that.
0: Right. Right. And then you even have shame about that because that feeds yeah. into the whole I need to be a certain way type of thing. And if I'm not yeah. a certain f- way, if I even have a feeling, then I'm not enough because I'm burdening someone else. So there's yeah. there's yeah. a couple of things going on here. But at the core of it is that you never felt fully seen and loved for who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And so what that does is it creates confusion. In the psyche creates a lot Mm -hmm. of confusion. And when there's confusion of, I don't really know who I am. I don't really know where I stand. Mom's telling you, you need to be different. Dad kind of isn't there. It creates a lot of confusion of who do I need to be to get love and belong. And so whenever Mm -hmm. we're in that state of confusion, we, we develop strategies. And you've probably heard me talk about this on the show. Some people go into people pleasing, some people go into achieving. We all have our unique strategies that we develop. Your Mm -hmm. particular strategy is, it's a little bit of people pleasing, but it's sort of more of a personalization to such Mm -hmm. a degree that other people can't be mad at you because you're taking it so personally. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, it absolutely does. Okay. So say it yeah. back to me in your own words. Um, it, it Basically, if I
1: do everything I can to make sure people are happy, and if just for whatever reason somebody is not happy and I think it's about me, I get really hurt.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: For sure. In every aspect of my life.
0: <laughs> How else does it show up?
1: Um, uh, right now, I have a mentor relationship with uh, uh, a C level person at my uh, in my job, and she has very direct criticism, and it's it's really hard to take. In fact, I'm considering uh, finding a new mentor.
0: Is it criticism or feedback? Can you give me an example of what she says?
1: She, my next trajectory is to basically have um, my team will get too large, and I will need to have a couple of managers that I manage under me. And she told me that that sounds like something I'm not ready for. Uh, now, she, mind you, she is not my manager. She's not somebody who affects that, but it, it, it just hurt. And I, like, I knew she wasn't wrong, but everything, every one of my instincts, she makes me feel like are incorrect. And I actually, you know, she asked me how things were going with our mentoring. And I said, well, every instinct I have, I feel like you, you think is wrong, you know? And she was like, well, you know, you're still learning. So mm-hmm.
0: You know, it was hard to hear. She's she's another player in your cast of characters. So this seems to be really up for you. This seems to be really up for you in terms of people saying, Brooke, you are this. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of back to the confusing part, a developmental stage that you missed is really coming to terms with who you are. And so your Mm -hmm. whole sense of okayness has been based on other people's okayness. And your whole sense of like approval has been in how other people are seeing you. And if other people give you any kind of feedback, be it critical or not, just feedback, you personalize it to such an extent that it creates this downward spiral of not enoughness and even more confusion and disconnection from who you truly are. Because in every time you do that, you're giving your power away to Mm -hmm. someone else in terms of them allowing you to change the way you see yourself. So it's even like you told me the whole story about everything that happened with that trip. And there was a lot of justification. It was like you needed to tell me a lot of details before Mm -hmm. you could get to the situation for the friend because you really wanted to make sure that I knew how awful it was. Whereas you could have just said, I went on this trip with a friend. My son was upset. It wasn't a great trip. And my friend and I got in a fight and now she's blaming me for the negativity. But because Mm -hmm. there's this incessant need to justify yourself to prove that you deserve some level of respect. Mm -hmm. And so in addition to this, taking things personally, I also would guess that there's a massive, I need to prove myself to others strategy at play here.
1: Oh yeah. All the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think that you didn't get growing up that you really need?
1: Attention, I think, um, praise Mm -hmm. for talent, things like that.
0: How are you with self-acknowledgement?
1: I'm getting better. I, I'm in a good relationship that I feel secure in and I feel like I am myself with. So I, I think it's definitely better.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Is it my
1: justification
0: again? No. Yeah. It's interesting that I asked you about self acknowledgement and you talked about a relationship. Yeah. Because see how it's so sneaky. Like you're mm-hmm. like, well, I must be doing okay. Cause I've gotten this thing. Yeah. So
1: I guess I, just to say I'm happier in my life and happier in general.
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. But can you see how in your brain, the question about self-acknowledgement went to, but look at this one outer aspect of my life. I'm doing well in. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, so proud of you that you're happy. I think that's great. That's a demonstration of great progress. But Uh self-acknowledgement is more of, I'm really great at acknowledging myself when I speak my truth. I'm great at acknowledging myself when I'm, I'm done something I'm proud of. I I acknowledge that I'm an amazing mom. I acknowledge everything that I've done in work. I acknowledge that I spoke my truth to my friend. Uh Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's the acknowledgement.
1: Uh I
0: gotcha.
1: So why don't you practice right now? Okay, I am a good mom. I uh, I make sure to reinforce to my children every day that they are loved, and I hug them and I tell them I love them, and I think they're amazing, uh, two amazing people. I can paint. I taught myself to paint. I think I'm a pretty mm-hmm. damn good painter, mm-hmm. and I'm a boss, and I'm a really good boss. Mm-hmm. So those are things I'm proud of.
0: Mm-hmm. What about your qualities?
1: I think I am. You think? Finally. C- but I am, I am finally comfortable in my own skin to to a much greater extent than I've ever been. Um, I think I'm an attractive woman. You think? And I, <laughs> I am an attractive woman, <laughs> and I I have a lot to offer.
0: Mm-hmm. So how does that feel?
1: It still feels odd, mm-hmm. but I can make those statements and actually believe them these days.
0: Believe even them if I and accidentally and feel yeah. them. Like feel them when you're saying it, because the thing is when we have the not enoughness and that belief of not enoughness, part of how Mm -hmm. we work with that, other than going back and dealing with the wounding that got us there is it's less about positive affirmations, but leaning into the feeling that we didn't get as a child. So one of the feelings you didn't get as a child is parents that are proud of you. Parents Mm -hmm. that are proud of you and love you just for being you. Like yeah. that that you could you know, just just wake up and be breathing, and they're just like so freaking proud of you. <laughs> and that yeah. acknowledgement of just of just you being you. Mm-hmm. so it's not just the saying it, it's the feeling of it. Right. And when you start to not only say it to yourself, but feel it and feel all of those things and really feel the feeling of pride. Can you feel that feeling? Can you think of your kids and think of how proud of them mm-hmm. you are? Oh yeah, I can. Yeah. Yeah. And then really internalize it on yourself. So maybe it's okay. for the boss that you are, the mom that you are and just but also just really proud of your courage, like your courage to get to where you are now, to have this level mm-hmm. of awareness and to have, yeah. you know, made the choices that you've made, the courage of vulnerability, acknowledging yourself right now for the vulnerability you're having with me on this call you know, and allowing thousands of people to listen. That's, that's very vulnerable and very courageous and really feeling it because Brooke, the more you feel that sense of pride, not again, not in an ego way, not in an accomplishment way. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure you're feeling that, that pride, not just for being a good boss, but the qualities that just are inherent inside of you that have gotten you Mm -hmm. there. Then the less you're going to personalize because there's a sense of really knowing yourself. See, Mm -hmm. if we know ourselves, we don't take things personally because we don't doubt ourselves. Right. Right. That's why with the friend situation, she's an incredible um, trigger, an incredible, um, incredible kind of, she's playing a leading role in this particular drama that's unfolding here for you is Mm -hmm it's a great example of you feeling like you need to justify and defend versus, you know what? I know who I am. I know how I showed up and I know my truth. And if she wants Mm -hmm. to say that, that's okay. That's her opinion. I don't have to take it in.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Right. Absolutely.
0: But do you see how when you're not feeling that sense of pride and when you're not clear on really reminding yourself of who you are then it's way easier to take things personally.
1: I Yeah, I, I can see on those days Yeah, how that happens.
0: Yeah. So let's look at your son now and his sensitivity mm-hmm. and him taking things personally. What do you think he sees you do that's teaching him this a little bit?
1: Uh, when I'm in one of those moods, I'm not as receptive to uh, connecting. I know that he is questioning maybe that connection, not being there. Like he's wondering what that means. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that makes me feel really bad because I don't, I certainly don't want him to think that I don't care. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So how do you think the best way to teach him this is? I'm
1: usually pretty open with, you know, I'm just, you know, saying something like I'm feeling low today and I, you know, apologize and, you know, what can I do, sweetie? Or, you know, let's, let's talk. What did you need? You know, trying to, um, kind of snapped myself out of it and realized that has nothing to do with them. So stop it. And, you know, just being a better person for them.
0: Well, based on what we talked about, what do you think you could teach him in those moments?
1: That, you know, how to be stronger, how to love yourself and to really feel it.
0: There's one the, key oh, thing. There's just one key okay. thing. Can you think um, of it? What did I really emphasize with you?
1: Um, Well, feeling pride,
0: feeling proud of Um, himself. Right. So teaching him self-acknowledgement. Yeah. Teaching him self-acknowledgement, teaching him how to Mm -hmm. acknowledge himself, teaching him how to love himself, teaching him that he's so enough and just saying, you know, teaching him like how much love there is in the universe and that love is infinite. And the amount of love mommy has for you and daddy has for you, like it's, it just only gross. There's nothing that can take it away. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like right. a bowl of jelly beans that if one person take one, takes one, there's one less. Right. And if you can really teach him that, then I think it will not only help him, but help you. Now there yeah. probably is some stuff this is where like a child therapist or counselor could come in handy because between She's the attending Okay yes. good good that's um, yeah. that's awesome because of course there's yeah. probably some stuff with the birth of baby brother and all that kind of stuff right. and there's you oh, know yeah. your boyfriend that the wife of the other person you know there's just a lot that he's dealing with but the best thing that yeah. you can do from my perspective is to work on this inside yourself to mm-hmm. notice when the You want to take something personally and ask yourself, okay, like be aware, like when you take things personally, Brooke, that's an alarm system that you have forgotten who you are, that you're, there's a little girl inside of you who's confused Okay, because she's used to giving her power away to mom or dad, right? She's used Mm -hmm. to letting other people define who she is. So when you start to take things personally, you go ding, 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 alarm system. I've forgotten who I am. I'm confused. There's a little girl who is confused about who she is. And in those moments, you remind yourself of who you are. You go into the pride and acknowledgement. And then you allow people to have their opinion, but you let your truth be your truth instead of their opinion Mm -hmm. or feedback be your truth. And I think you might see this impact even the relationship you have with the mentor because she could say something like, I don't think you're ready for that. And you go, huh. I really feel I am why do you think that i'm I'm curious to know, mm-hmm. sure, versus needing to yeah. defend or anything like that, and you might stay with that mentor for a little while longer and okay. see if you can use it as an opportunity to work with this because you're in a okay. dynamic with her where you're taking it personally, and that's just leading to more of what you feel is criticism. but if yeah. you can use this as an opportunity to practice and shift it a little bit. I'm kind of curious to see how that relationship would shift. Yeah, me too. I hope it would. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is this making some sense? It
1: absolutely is, Christine. I really appreciate it.
0: Awesome. So what'd you learn?
1: I learned that I have forgotten or I don't know who I am. And Mm -hmm. uh, like you said, it's a trigger when I start to feel that way. So that will be a very good reminder to uh, kind of reset myself and remind myself of how amazing I am. So.
0: Yes. I will do that. Self-acknowledgement and feeling pride is your way out of personalization. All right. I can do that. You can do it. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you, Brooke. Yep, Thank you, Christine. Thank you so much. So thank you so much, Brooke, for all your honesty and openness on that call. I really acknowledge your vulnerability. So one thing that I highlighted in the show that I want to repeat here is Brooke gave a lot of information about her trip to Morocco. And I did cut out some of the details because they just weren't necessary to have in the show. And I'm bringing that up because it was something I brought up in the show. She felt like she had to give so much justification just to simply get to, I feel hurt. I feel hurt that my friend said that I ruined her trip or said these difficult things about me. And I wanted to highlight that because I think a lot of you will relate to that, that you feel like you have to really justify, like things have to be really, really bad for you to be justified in feeling hurt. And they don't. If, if you feel hurt, if you feel like someone is projecting onto you things that you really don't deserve, you can call that out right away. You don't need a laundry list of reasons for why you feel hurt or why you feel like you've been wronged in any way. So I don't want you to feel like you have to justify your feelings. Feelings aren't meant to be justified. They're meant to be understood, felt, expressed, and healed. If you spend too much time in your head justifying your positions or justifying your feelings, you're not getting to the learning. And that's kind of what was happening with Brooke. Her first question was really about, did I ruin her trip? Am I the one who made her trip negative? Because she was so caught up in, in the story and the justifying of it, she was missing out on the lesson here because it really wasn't about this person. Brooke doesn't have the power to make that her friend's trip negative. No one has that much power. Really what the opportunity here was to look at how this triggering person in her life Was giving her the opportunity to look at something deeper. And what we really got to in terms of the deeper issue here was that Brooke has never really felt enough. Her mom always had her on her diet, was critical about her body. Her dad wasn't really around. Now she's got a boss that's giving her feedback and telling her things that make her feel less than. So this has been a chronic issue for her. And we have to look at, you know, what are the consistent situations, triggering people, events in our life, and how are we the common denominator? Not from a place of self-blame, but from a place of, wow, my soul must really be wanting to heal something here. My soul must really be trying to get my attention because it's sending me a lot of triggering situations for me to look at this. And and the situation for Brooke to look at was her relationship with what other people told her. From having a very critical mother telling her everything from you shouldn't eat that to where you should you should wear support garments, she formed a belief that, wow, like I am not enough. And other people must be telling me the truth. She started giving her power away at a young age. And we tend to believe what our parents tell us about ourselves. So even as an adult, she's believing what people are telling. She's believing her boss telling her she's not ready for something. She's believing this friend telling her, you made my trip negative. I know some part of her doesn't believe that, which is why she has the defensiveness coming up. But there is a part of her that personalize it. And she calls it being sensitive, but it's really not about being sensitive. Sensitivity is a gift to be able to empathize, to be able to be attuned to other people's experiences. Where we can be overly sensitive is when we have that core wound of not feeling enough, and then we take things personally. Another thing Brooke was doing was she was over-personalizing when people gave her feedback so that they couldn't be mad at her. She was (laughs) over-owning. I'm all about taking responsibility for things, but you don't want to get to over-owning, to over-responsibility, to beating yourself up so much that you actually believe that you did something wrong. And the thing is, when we do the work and we really know ourselves, then when people give us feedback, we aren't so reactive because we can go, oh, huh, hmm, let me see. Is that Is that true? Do I believe that? Or is this person projecting on me? You know, I've gotten to the point where when people give me feedback, people I love, or even people that I don't know that give me feedback on social media or in emails or things like that, I've gotten way better at at not taking it personally because I have that too from a background of being teased and things like that. But I have really learned through getting to know myself and healing those wounds around when I felt like people cut me down to go, huh, well, let me see if there's truth to that. Because a lot of times when people give us feedback, even if it's maybe critical, sometimes there's truth to it. No, you know, a lot of times my husband will give me feedback about my behavior and sometimes he's right. And that can be hard to swallow sometimes, but I can receive it without making myself wrong or taking it personally. I can go, oh, wow, you know what? I'm going to adjust my reaction, my behavior, my attitude. And then there's other times when people say something to me or project on me. And I'm like, you know what? That's their stuff. And I know who I am and I know my truth. And I hand that back to them. Part of what helps us not take things so personally is knowing who we are by self-acknowledgement. And that was another thing I worked with with Brooke. I, I, I asked her to acknowledge herself and she started talking about her relationship, which shows how ingrained this is, that she's still... Bases her sense of self on external things. So my coaching to her was really about feeling proud of herself, giving herself that positive feedback because she's so wired for negative feedback that that's what she's receiving all the time. Her whole sense of approval and even her sense of self is based on how other people see her. And she's in a repetitive pattern of giving her power away and trying to prove herself. So that self-acknowledgement and feeling proud of herself is not just about saying it, but feeling it, feeling it so that we feel that self-pride, we feel that self-acknowledgement so much so that we don't doubt ourselves because we know ourselves and therefore we don't take anything as personally. So some takeaways for you. Great question I asked her that I'm going to ask you is what did you not get growing up that you really needed and how can you give that more to yourself? And also work on self-acknowledgement, not just saying it, but feeling it. And for parents, help teach your children how to feel proud of themselves for just being who they are. Don't just teach them to feel pride when they accomplish something or have an achievement or on good behavior. Teach them how to really acknowledge who they are. And when you take things personally, remember, that's an alarm system that you've forgotten who you are, forgotten who you are. So it's an alarm system that there's some inner work to do. So instead of obsessing about that other person who hurt you or was critical or whatever, really do the inner work and say, huh, mm, taking something personally, what is this triggering inside of me and how can I take my own power back? All right, everybody, that is the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings until next time.